Imagine your new bathroom, a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. This is WWE Hall of Famer, The Think, Howard Finkel, and you're listening to the Nerd Coalition. Welcome to No Gimmicks Needed. Yes! 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 If you can survive, if I let you. You have to be the man! You gotta beat the man! Woo! The kids do dig that sucker. Do I have everybody's attention now? Yeah, I hear you, CM Punk. Welcome back to the No Gimmicks Needed Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Andy, and my co-host, not Deion Sanders, but Prime Time. What's up, y'all? It's me, the PR. I am me. Yeah, we are back, and we got. Oh man, we got a good podcast for you guys today. Uh, so 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 much to talk about and things that shocked the wrestling world. As soon as we was done recording last week, prior all this news just came out. So I'm just like, well, I'm glad that you know, it didn't let us down this week. And you know, so we we got things to talk about uh, with an interesting week of wrestling. So, but before we get into that, make sure you guys also check out SpacesPhilly.com. SpacesPhilly.com, the production company we are a part of. You guys can check out the best in black culture when it comes over to podcasts. And check out Lulu and Pop, uh, Lulu and Pop Horror Show, both sides, and um, Market Dark Show. And check out the Nerd Coalition stuff that we have over there, too. We have the No Gimmick Scene of Wrestling Podcast, obviously. The Nerdgasm Talk Podcast. Turntable, Talk Culture, and Beyond. Drunk thoughts, sober tongues. So we're, we're we're all on there. Check out those big four podcasts that we do, and uh, make sure you guys uh, check us out on all on uh, all podcast apps such as you know Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Google Play, Spreaker. We're all on the Apple Podcast, and we're on YouTube Premium. We we got the little clips that we put up on YouTube. So make sure you guys are interested in uh checking out as as well. Also, make sure you guys check out the real nerdcoalition.com where you guys can find our merch and you guys can find uh, the, you know, our t shirt with the logo, with the Shazam logo, which is Nerd Coalition Studios. Hopefully, soon the Nerd Coalition level up. And then you can find uh, the retro logo and you can find the No Gimmicks Needed Wrestling Podcast t shirts in there as well. So make sure you stay tuned and get all that great stuff. Check out Qflow's thing, the wardrobe that he has over there as well as we uh, rep him with the layover merch. Check out Primetime's Prime Nostalgia Podcast as well because uh, he's yeah, yeah, yeah. Ha- he has had an awesome show. Oh, am I allowed to tell him? Yeah, you can, yeah, you can tell him. Yeah, uh, my man had the entire, all that cast on there on a Zoom call. That was that that was good, man. That was one of your best episodes. Yeah, yeah. Hey, we got, we got more coming up. Yeah, so make sure you check out the Promise Dodger podcast as well. So we, we had to get them bills out the way. Uh, what a week it has been in professional wrestling, but we had to start off with some news that we just got recently because usually we do this podcast on Sundays, but this time we actually started a little late on Sunday, and it was just in time to give us the news that uh, 
WWE legend. Uh, uh, I know you were about to say, yeah, keep going. You know, I was, I was about to say, but he, he ain't there yet. Uh, James Harris, aka Kamala, passed away at the age of 70. The Uganda giant, they used to call him. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he said, whoo. Yes, uh, the, the Kamala character was definitely on that racially insensitive thing they were talking about with WWE they had a lot of those characters for African American wrestlers back in the day from him and he came out with kimchi remember Saba Simba I don't want to yeah exactly so you know uh, then we had you know uh, Mo and Mabel you know so there was just a lot of uh, racially insensitive and just blatant racist gimmicks that was out there in WWE and Kamala definitely was one of them as this just this jungle beast, this jungle creature type thing. He come out and pat his belly and things of that nature. And then he was no, he was in that era with Hogan and Undertaker. He actually had a rivalry with the uh, the Undertaker as well, and they had a whole thing with special casting for him and stuff like that. Then he moved over to WCW and became part of that group. What was it? The, uh, <coughs> With um the 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 Doom Barrage, I don't know. No, no, no. It was the, the it wasn't the Dungeon of Doom. It was something with Kevin Dungeon. Sullivan. I think it was the Dungeon of Doom because it had it had the Giant. It had a I think it had Hugh Morris. No, uh, I'm, I'm talking about and this is when it was like 1991, 1992. Remember when they had that whole Halloween? Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of what is what is it called? Uh. Because I know that's when they originally wanted Hogan to go to the black, all black. Yeah. And he did for a little bit, but then he went back to the black, to the red and yellow, of course. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't know. But yeah, so, uh, I, now here's the thing. I was never a fan of Kamala like that. And once again, unfortunately, he was one of the, he was one of the first wrestlers besides uh, Kevin Von Eric that wrestled barefoot. Mm-hmm. So it, it's not like he uh, had, By the way, it was the Dungeon of Doom. Okay, it was the Dungeon of Doom. Okay, he, uh, like I say, when I, when I was growing up, like I say, he was never on my top list or anything. And then once again, as you're being a younger kid, obviously you want some representation. But there was other black stars I was looking at other day, Kamala. To be honest with you, mm-hmm. I say, but like, so 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 when I see him face Hogan, or I see him face. Undertaker, and then also as, as a little kid, he, he almost in a way kind of scared me on certain certain occasions. <laughs> Why is that? I was saying because because Kim Chi's mask was weird, and then he come out, you know, being all, all beast like, and then his makeup was really good though. I would say that, and he just came out like like this native beast that, you know, when you're younger, you know, you don't you're not understanding racial stereotypes and stuff like that when you're, you know, five six years old. Yet, yeah, so you're just watching the wrestler. He just came off as. You know, the evil bad guy, and you know, waiting for Hogan to give him the boot and a leg drop, or Undertaker to choke slam, and then, you know, the way he would just, the way Kamala used to sell moves also, like, the, ooh, 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 you know, saying, do stuff like that. I was just like, uh, that was, uh, you know, say, it, it, it was, it was over the top to me. Uh, very over the top. It was over, <laughs> it, was, it was over the top for me. But, um, yeah, born in Mississippi. Yeah, Southern boy right there. Yeah, good old, good old Mississippi. I'm, I'm still scared of Mississippi to this day. So, but, uh, 
uh, he definitely had a career even before WWE, before he became, you know, the more characters. He did more serious wrestling, you know what I'm saying? And then um, he uh, he met under he met Bobo Bazell, and then he uh, trained under him to get his start. Uh, when uh, he did actually win the NWA heavyweight title in the territories. So, you know, yes, he traveled to Memphis in the eight, early 80s, I believe 81, 82, you know what I'm saying, to join the Continental Wrestling Association run by Jerry King Lola and Jeff Jarrett at that time. Because, you know... Yeah, so basically he was the jobber then. Yeah, well, you, when, you, when you go there with King and Lola, especially in Memphis, you, you already knew that. Yeah. At that time as well? Oh, yeah, okay, so exactly. he ain't get no wins, basically, is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, well, not there, no, not at all. Uh, so, yeah, but, um... Uh, but he, but he, he did have some main event. He did some main event matches. They said, and so I say it was in Memphis. You know, what I'm saying, and uh, he feuded for the AWA Southern Heavyweight Championship. Don't know. I don't think he won it, but he had, did have like a feud with it in there. Okay. So yeah, uh, he kept performing, and then he perform. Uh, uh, you know, with, with some of the big names back then. Uh, Harley Race, Rick Montel, Sergeant Slaughter, and then um, you know Andre Giant Hogan Savage. So he he has tied up with the biggest names in there before his w his really WWE run and then his WWE run really just kind of just was just nothing but a joke anyway. And usually when you get older by that time anyway, you know what I'm saying you just dare then WWE at that time or F was all basically about the gimmicks and the characters that were. Terrible bad anyway. Yeah, so, some of them were just not the rare rooster. I mean, come on. Yeah, that was that, that was terrible. So you know, after he was done in WCW, he just was doing some certain things on the independent circuit for a little bit and made a return to WWE at WrestleMania 17 X7 for the gimmick battle royal. Do you remember that? Uh, yeah, I, I usually just call it the match where all these old men looking for their keys. Because, <laughs> you know, it was funny because they had all these guys. They, they, they even Jim Cornette was even in the match with a tennis racket. Remember that? Jim Cornette and uh, Bruce Pritchard. Or yeah. uh, Brother Love. Yeah. Yeah, Bro- and Brother Love. I think Brother Love made it to the finals, I think. No, no. Hill, it was Hillbilly Jim, Sergeant no, okay. Slaughter, well, was- and Iron okay. Sheik. Because okay, Iron okay, Sheik okay. wanted to think because he couldn't move. So he was in the last four then. Okay. Yeah, so but yeah, it, it was a good better way of all the gimmicks from the eighties and the early nineties and came back and had a match and Kamala came back with Kim Chi and he had some spots in the back where he was uh you know, on the table with Commissioner Regal's office and stepping all on the table and everything. And that you know, as you're getting older when when I was watching WrestleMania seventeen, I was just like, Yo, that guy said that Kamala because he had that, that big African mask that looked on that was very exaggerated. And I was like, this just ain't right. You know what I'm saying? This ain't, this ain't right at all. But uh, it's kind of like, remember when they had, uh, what was it, Los Bodiquas? And they had all oh, of them cramped up yeah. in, the, in the low ride. I'm like, that's just not yeah. right. And Savio Vega was part of that too. That's probably what they wanted. He said, "Low key funny." Like we laughed, like yo, he had to put all them Hispanics in the car like that. But that's what that's, 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 that's what they, that's what they do. That, that's messed up. So, um, uh, to, uh, 
he did he did this until about 2010. Then he was forced to retire. Uh, he had he had to do the below knee amputation because he had struggling uh, problems with diabetes, mm. high blood pressure, diabetes, which is very common a lot in the African American community, especially the high blood pressure. And then uh, he did try to do. But remember in 2016 they tried to do that that class action lawsuit against WWE. Uh, the promotion of of, can, of canceling with the, with the people with the CTE. With yeah. The head, with the head, yeah, yeah, okay. Yes, he uh was part of that. Which the lawsuit was dismissed. I do hope as time shape because, like I said, you know, there, there, there's parts in history where you know things do, do get their time to shine, and I really want them to get a handle on the CTE problem because it is it is terrible for these guys because there's just no help. There's no help for the for the athletes out there. So yeah, he was part of that, but the thing was dismissed, and then he had to get another. Yeah, but some of them though, some of them that was on our list, I think they were just trying to get on the ride on the money train. That's probably why they kind of dismissed it, maybe. Oh yeah, because it, it, it was it was a lot of names on that like, thing. Yeah, I think I think Sabu's name was on that list. You can't tell me that because Sabu worked at WWE that he had CT. You can't tell. You can't. Come on now. <laughs> Sabu, I, I tell you, man, I tell you, Sabu, no. So, it is uh, it's very hard, you know, but uh, it's hard to lose, you know, Russell, especially if you have family, especially uh, another one of our brothers are going down as black men. So, rest in peace to Kamala, because at first when I heard the news, they didn't even update it yet, but he did just pass away at the age of 70, and uh, I think, I think it was complications with diabetes. It wasn't, they didn't say it was COVID or anything like that. They were saying, that, you know, people still die. You know what I'm saying? And it's not COVID related. So, be rest in peace. Did you have anything you wanted to add to that, Prime? No, just a rest in peace. Rest in peace. Understand that. Moving on to uh, what news that hit the podcast last week. Last, as soon as we was done recording, the next morning we woke up like, ugh. And then we find out. Just we, wake up and just, you know. <laughs> what you say? Who, who thinks this? Who just says, yeah, I'm going to just wake up and just, you know, just. Yeah. Tell everybody. <laughs> well, Marty Janetti decided that next, last week he said, well, everybody's done their podcast for the past week. I think I'm going to wake up. I walked to my refrigerator. I found no food. I said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go on social media. I'm going to confess to murder. That man woke up. and So, Marty Gennetti. Look, we, 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 we got to talk about this. Something is seriously wrong with Marty Gennetti. And I think we just talked about CTE. And I think that Marty Gennetti has it. <laughs> okay? Marty Gennetti has been... Are you sure? Are you sure? You sure I, he does I, not just... You sure he's just not old? He's just like you know what? I'm, I'm old anyway. Might as well. I don't know, man. Because Marty Janetti has been here, and like I said, Marty Janetti has never been the same after they after they let go of the Rockers. <laughs> Marty Janetti, or whatever they says he be posted on Facebook or whatever. I don't think he can. Do he not know that people follow him on Facebook or something? I think Marty Janetti forgets that he's Marty Janetti, even though Marty Janetti don't have a. Even though Marty Janetti doesn't have a star. Marginet does know that he is in the limelight enough 
to be, you know, prosecuted. Is it, is, is it a private name? Is it not Martin Gennetti on there? Did you think he got a, a troll name or something? I don't know. So, <laughs> this, ain't the, this ain't the first time Martin Gennetti has woke up and said, I'm going to say something crazy. There was, there was an incident back a couple years ago. I want to say, I don't know if it was 2016 or something like that, but Martin Gennetti put out a post about this this girl or this oh, woman you hold on to that one but this one I'm talking about was he was saying that uh, this girl was his daughter but she looked so good that he still wanted to have sex with her and I said what is happening so what's the one that you, 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 you're you talking about that was like last month uh, he was. Oh my God! You know what? Let me let me just let me just look this. I'm gonna just look it up. I'm gonna just I'm gonna just look this up. Cause I I I, I probably missed it. Cause every time I it see was, uh, Marjorie, he, I dismiss he, he, it. <laughs> he said, "I rarely do this, but I'm gonna answer your advice." This girl, he posted a picture. It's twenty, but she 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 claims she's legal. But does she look twenty to y'all? Also, she said her mother is a huge fan of mine. <laughs> so, oh. she, so he said, "I'm not trusting the age, but I think this mother daughter duo wants someone genetic." <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not taking a chance. I wish I would, though. Oh, <laughs> do y'all think? Do y'all think? Do y'all think she looks old of age? I should, should I get them both? Wow, Marty. Get off. That's one of the people that get off social media. So look, we talk about all this stuff. Here's here's. Um, what he said. Uh, because Q Flow and Primetime both sent me something in the morning. He said, "Who just Primetime said who just wakes up in the morning and says, you know, I'm gonna confess the murder." Whoop, Janae did. Damn. This is what he wrote, and I quote: "Not this, is not me. This is what he wrote on his you post." You know, it's one word in there you can't <laughs> say what I said. It's one word in there that you can't. Well, you can, but you know, I want oh, okay. well, I'm not going to use. I'm not going to say that word. I'm not that crazy. I'm not going to say that word. But I'm, I'm going to read what he he wrote in that quote because the post has been taken down mm-hmm. since then. It should be <laughs> as ever evidence there that because I think he probably slapped him and said, "What did you just do?" He says, "Never told no one this, even my brother Gino, because Gino would have killed him." I'm like, what? And I didn't want my brother gone. Okay. Hell, he only recently came home from Vietnam. I was I was thirteen, working at Victory Lane's bowling alley, buying weed from a blank that worked there. And what he means is uh, inappropriate word for homosexuals. Uh, and he put his hands on me and dragged me around to the back of the building you already know what he was going to try to do this was the very first time I made a man disappear they never found him they should have hold on I gotta see if I can find the rest of because uh Oh, he said they should have looked in the uh, forgot what river he said. Okay, here we go. I got it. I mean, uh, they never found him. They should have looked in the uh, Chattahoochee. 
River, but Winnie, uh, parentheses, the girl in these picks, I like you so damn much. Probably my favorite. But I promised myself way back then, nobody would ever hurt me again. That includes you. I love you, but you hurt me with your fucking Jamaican jealousy. You can go your own way. I don't need you. What? Not only does this man casually say, "Yeah, I killed this guy because I felt as though he was going—he he was trying to rape me in the back of the bow and I, and I threw him in the river." Oh, and by the way, I don't like your fake uh, fucking Jamaican jealousy, but I love you though. What is he talking about? Nobody even knows. That's the point. This Everybody's is like, this. Did I miss something? Did I miss a part of a tweet? This is sad. I mean, this is truly. Truly sad, and uh, uh, because now, uh, Marjorie is like sixty years old, and so just sixty. Well, I don't know how old he is in his mind, but uh, because he look, he look well. So of course, this investigation has been going on. They they're saying that this really happened, probably happened around the seventies. And he says that so the records indicate that the Victory Lanes Bowling Bowling Center exists in the city adjacent to the Chattahoochee River. Mm. So, uh, mm. <laughs> Janetti deletes the Facebook post, but reaffirms his story. It says Wednesday in an interview with the. By the way, I'm getting this from uh, theadvocate.com. It says the Wednesday. In an interview with the Millennium Wrestling Federation, he offered more details about the incident, saying the man had grabbed his crotch while they were exchanging a bag of weed in a car. In his account, the man grabbed him by the hair and dragged him behind the building. Are you listening, Prime? Wait. Okay, keep going. If I couldn't have handled myself, that dude would have raped me. He said, he said of his attacker, who he estimated stood at six feet tall. Janetti said he was scared in the moment and saw a nearby brick as a means to beat off his attacker. Killing him was not the right word to use if you in that situation. Okay. Killing him was not his intentions, but uh, he said it was an act of self defense. I can say, uh, I can't say he deserved to be killed. I can't say he deserved to die, but he deserved to get his ass beat. (laughs) And when I was beating him in the head with the brick, I was only trying to beat his ass. I wasn't trying to kill him. That last line right there. Because if you repeatedly hit somebody with a bludgeon object in the head. Just saying. The experience of dragging him to the river and throwing him in a... Uh, throwing, uh, and throwing him in and finding out on the news the guy's missing had an impact on the teen. Guess he talked about himself. 
It hurt me, and I made my mind up that day. No one would ever hurt me again. He added that he has got nothing against gay people. The Facebook post has sparked an investigation from Columbus, Columbus Police Department. Right now, we're looking it at it as a missing persons case. Captain Joyce Dent Fitzpatrick told People, we are trying to reach out to people who may have been here during that time frame or know something about someone missing during that time frame to give us some insight. It is a serious allegation. It is serious post, Joyce said. Okay. That was a lot. Where do you even start? I don't even know where to start with this. Let me be honest with you. I don't even know where to start. Teach me, Prime. Help me out. You was going to say something. (laughs) Where to start? I mean, first of all, he must must be sick to the point he's about to die because you got to be, right? I mean, right? I would think so. I'm like, and if he doubled down and said it's self defense, he just said, I just came out, just did it. And then he said, I was trying to whoop his ass as I beat him in the head with this brick. I mean, after so first many hits, all, what first, you think is going to happen? The first thing that, that's wrong to me, he said, we was in the car. And then the next thing he said, okay, now we outside the car. Oh, you mean how he was dragged by his hair? Yeah. To the back? And then he said, I just found a brick, and it was just in self defense. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Hey, I don't know. <laughs> what do you think is going to happen with this case? <laughs> it's hard to say. It's hard to say. I don't even know what's going to happen to this case. I'm sitting there asking myself, like, wait, 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 wait. Ha ha. How in the world? I said this makes absolutely. I said this is this made us throw. This is, this is sad. This is this is what this is what happened. This is the coming of Marginetti. He ain't never been the same since Sean left him. And Sean, like I'm not even touching that. So, like I said, I'm not, I'm not even touching that. So I know. So if this man really did this, this man got going trial. This man could possibly be serving some time. Do you think they'll give him a? Uh... The same thing that they gave uh, Snooker. It's not fit for trial. You know what? They probably gonna have to try to. <laughs> they probably gonna have to. Try, they probably gonna have to try to because uh, it clearly isn't. Something wrong. Clearly something wrong with him. Well, he can wrong. remember. He can, so he can remember confessing, but he can't remember. Like, what do they say about that? I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know if, the, if that that card is going to work. I truly don't he know. Can, he can remember everything about killing this man, but now he can't. All of a sudden, when he go to trial, he can't remember anything about it. I'm not saying that's going to happen. I, I yeah, I'm not saying that's going to happen. But uh, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying that uh, it's a possibility. <laughs> I'm just saying it's it's a it's a damn sure possibility that it could happen. So that's all I'm saying. Man, well, 
uh, I, 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 there's, not, there's nothing really to, to say about this other than just unfortunate chuckle. I mean, it's not funny that this guy passed away, and he said he has nothing against gay people, but uh, that Facebook post said differently. Definitely did. It, it definitely did. I, you know what I'm saying? So I'm not going to repeat those words or anything like that. But uh, I don't know what's going on with, with Marjorie now. But this is something that that, that don't nobody that know him, if any, want to touch. And this man is so this man is so thorough. You never know. He may wake up tomorrow and think of something else to say. But it, it ain't like it, it, it ain't like it ain't like he sat there and then uh said, "Hey, well, um, it didn't happen. I was just drunk." He he doubled down on it. Yeah, they could have just said he was like, "Nah, I'm just playing." So. Yeah, but no. So, I mean, I, I don't know. They're, they're probably gonna really look into it. All right, I I, I just had to I, I had to bring up bring up the, the, the genetic stuff because it was just uh so outrageous. And like I said, it's, it's even so hard to even uh, figure out what to even go with that. But good news that happened the same day that this came out because I had to shut this from all the important stuff is that The Rock, Danny Garcia. And Redbird Capital have acquired the XFL. You gotta. Uh, do we still say the same now that Vince doesn't have it? Do we still say the XFL? No, or don't do say, say that no more. We don't okay, say okay. that. We don't. We don't say like that no more. We, I got to figure out the way how the Rock going gonna sell it. But uh, for fifteen million. Yeah, uh, for fifteen million dollars. Yeah, I'm listening. I have a question about that. I'm listening. You mean to tell me the Rod just don't got fifteen million dollars laying around? He could have just gave them, or, or or is it just a company thing? He just wanted. They well, just wanted the, to, the XFL the tried to file for bankruptcy, and then what happened was Vince put it up on the market to be auctioned off, and nobody was set up to pay for that thing. Uh, Dwayne, uh, I know you like this football thing and all. How about fifteen million? Get off my hands. I guarantee you. I, I, you know what's funny though? The way the, the, the joke you're making though, seriously, Vince wouldn't because Vince don't want to give up his football. But it, look, Vince got to understand. I still control it. I still have everything to do with it. You just own it, so all the profits go to you. No, no, Vince got nothing to do with XFL anymore. Oh, man. No, if the Rock is working with Danny Garcia, you know. His ex-wife slash business partner, you already know that um, this got nothing to do with Vince McMahon. This is all them. Mm-hmm. And with them signing that, they had to go to another court date to make sure that the deal goes through and everything. And the deal has gone through. Now there there are going to be some couple problems because there is some uh, forgot yeah, what. First of all, who works there? <laughs> well, I mean, what, 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 I was going to get that in a minute. And, but, and, and real quick, just. Do they? Do they? What happens to the contracts? Like what happened to them? I was just about. To, I was just saying that you oh, know okay. uh, yeah. about because yeah, the contracts are still there. There's some guy that still that was suing McMahon. Uh, what was it? The, uh, the the CEO that he made of XFL, something like that, or one of them, them head coach president, something like that. I forgot what his name mm-hmm. was. That yeah. so those are things that they're going to have to try to take care of, obviously, before they get the league started up again. Because obviously. It looks like they're trying to start up next year. Yeah, but they still had to pay, like, they still got to pay the arenas for their services and the 
the coaches and the players and stuff they still got to pay. Yeah, well, if that's why I said, if you, it's not just the Rock though. See, the, the, the Rock got millions of dollars, but you, we're also forgetting that Danny Garcia is a huge player in this, fifty percent player yeah. at that. And she, because she, uh, she's uh, on his crew too. Yeah, and then you got this, and then, and then you got this uh, Redbird brand that uh, that come back. They also did so. It's, it's a, all of a uh, an effort, you know, to put the money together to do this. So they can, they got the money to cover what they need, what, what needs to be covered, and to bring an alternative football league after the NFL is done and do it the right way. And I do like that the Rock and, and Danny can work together. Yes. Still. And like, she was like, to be honest, she was like his right hand person. Mm-hmm. Like the first in charge of everything. I kind of like that. I still like it. It is. And you know what? First of all, this makes history here because representation matters. I don't care what anybody says. It does. And Danny Garcia have, have wrote that. She said, you know, it's an honor to be a woman, especially a Latina woman, to own a football league. Mm-hmm. Yep. And The Rock... Not, not just a team. Exactly. And The Rock, who is black and Samoan, owns this football league. That, bruh, I'm, that is the, the opportunities have opened. Because as soon as I heard that news, I was like, oh my God, this is really great. This is the buying up the block mentality that people was talking about when you know when it's like when you had to help your coach out help your people out stuff like that do you know how many african-american head coaches there are in the nfl there there is but there's, there's not that many but imagine you can get you can get people of color especially because she's latina also there's no hispanic coaches in the nfl ceos people in power you can get these kind of people. Now, of course, you know the Rock and Danny Garcia are going to get the people that's best known for the job. But if a black man or a black woman or a Latina woman or a Latina man is good enough for those, even a Samoan, if they're good enough for those jobs, they are in the position to put them up there for them jobs. And that's that, that's that's the great part about that. And you can get some more diversity backstage and in the coaching and medic staff and all that kind of stuff and of course because look when you talk to NFL look at all the owners is there name me a black NFL owner uh Jimmy Wurtschmitzel <laughs> who does he own I don't know the Texas Roundhouses <laughs> that's not the NFL uh, no, nobody. They don't have one. Exactly. But I see, <laughs> yeah, all the look. Everybody. It's not that diverse as people may think it is. There's only a couple. There's only a handful of black coaches that's in the uh, the, the NFL. And if I to ask you to name them, it's going to be Mike Tomlin, Marvin Harrison. Just he he, he retired because you know the Bengals could do nothing for him. Uh, Tony Dungy has retired. Uh, they fired Mike Shan- uh Mike uh Singletary. So. Uh, I think there's one on the Colts now, right? Black guy. Uh, what about the dude, the dude for the Browns? Is he not there anymore? I don't know yet, but it's, it's, it's literally out of 30 teams, it's only a handful on one yeah. hand. How many black coaches did they have there? And then you look at the you look at the, the the personnel staff and all that stuff. It's not really a diverse thing. 
all the diversity is on the players yeah. that play. But look at what the NFL has done. They have cast out Kaepernick. They have cast out Tim Tebow. You know, they they have cast out these 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 players that that want to play some football. This is another alternative and another opportunity for these guys to come back and try to get themselves the footing that they need. Such as look. When I heard this was happening, I'm like, I'm pretty sure Kaepernick got a job now. If he wants to. If he, the Rock's not going to force Kaepernick to uh to, to join XFL. But I'm saying, I'm saying but, if he wants to, of course. I'm saying like most most people, you know, they the first thing they say is yes, he's going to go. Like we don't know if he actually wants to play or, or not. Exactly. We, we don't know. First thing, yeah. we don't even know if Kaepernick respects the XFL. You know what I'm saying? Kaepernick may want to play football, or he may just be done with football. You know what I'm saying? But with The Rock and Diddy Garcia having XFL, that door is open. Because with Vince having XFL, it, it, it was going to be kind of shady if Kaepernick was going to come in there anyway. Yes or no? Uh, because Vince already has said that he's not having no kneeling on the flag. Of course, of course, Vince says that. Yeah, before the XFL, when when he was having meetings about it in 2019, he he uh, he said this. Now I'm not sitting here saying that the don't don't get the wrong idea neither. I'm not sitting here saying, oh man, the Rocket Dan Garcia uh, on um, the XFL. So that means we're gonna have all kneeling all season long. It's not, I'm not saying they're gonna do that. I'm not saying that they're gonna do that. Or you know, but it. This is a move that helps give opportunity. Even Mick Foley tweeted out and said, "Man, the, the opportunity with just the just the Rock and Danny Garcia being in charge of that is just impeccable." The Rock said, "Look, you you, the Rock is a good business person. He has his business partner, Danny Garcia. You can't be in business with Avengers. That's that's what's happening to America right now." When you got hit in agenda and stuff like that, you don't want certain things. So that you 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 know that you deprive away away from what it needs to be. And I'm like, the XFL was actually doing pretty decent, but then you know, say this lost momentum. I think the Rock and them can get the momentum back, get more teams, get more uh, representation, and then you can get some stars in there. Look at you can probably bring Tim Tebow back if he wants to come back. If he wants to come back, you can get Kaepernick back if he wants to come back. You can get Mark Sanchez to come back. And all these guys who the NFL has... Ri- I don't think Mark Sanchez want to come back after, after that one play, to be honest. Is that? Probably not. But what I'm saying is, out of all the guys that the NFL has turned their nose up against or ridiculed or cast out, because even still, they're doing all this pandering uh, come the football season, and they still have yet to apologize to Colin Kaepernick. So to the point where it, 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 it's sour on both sides, to the point where... If I got another football league that's owned by people of color, why not go over there? Yeah, yep. Why not go over there and, you know what I'm saying, and then they can sit there. The Rock ain't going to be like, yeah, come on. It's going to be a meeting. It's going to be just kind of like how, do you think that Vince McMahon would have ever, ever hired Sonny Kiss on Isla Rose? If he knew or if he didn't know, what, 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 I mean, it's kind of Sonny Kiss ain't hiding nothing, so he knows. But I'm talking about 
Nyla Rose, for example. Like, if he knows her, because if he don't know, then of course he would. I'm saying if, if he, he knows. knows. Who knows? If he knows, then probably not. No. Well, unless he's making it to a storyline, which he would want to do for for uh, or, the attention. Or if he does bring him in, he wouldn't know what to do with them. Yeah. You know, AEW was the was the thing was like, look, we are sitting here going to be a a, a diverse group because they have a little bit of everybody in AEW. And it ain't like mm-hmm. when, when Sonny Kiss signed over to AEW and then Nala Rose signed over to AEW that, you know, Sonny Kiss didn't get the rocket push to his back. He had to work for that thing. Yep. He was on dark that whole time. And, you know, he barely had any matches until they started putting him on TV and him, him and George Janelle started doing that stuff. And then now that Nala Rose, they didn't even start putting the belt on her. Remember, they, they, they gave it to Rio. Yep. So, yep. the, both of them, they still had to work and to get better at what they did. And I'm saying, so, when Cody was, when, when Cody and the, the Young Bucks were starting their wrestling league, that's the first thing I said was the opportunities that some of these guys and girls can get in wrestling is higher now because there's no Vince McMahon blocking away. And that's the same thing for the NFL. And with, with, with the XFL, the guys not getting opportunities, the guys that's, that's being you know uh, cast out, the Rocket Danny Garcia, and you know having this thing is it's crazy. And I mean, like for people to just understand, because first of all, also got to understand, the Rock's a football player. The Rock played for the yeah, U yeah. for a little bit. Yep. Yeah. yeah, he the Rock. One of the Rock's teammates was Warren Sapp. Yep, the one that replaced them. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Why do I feel all this shade coming right there? Oh, no, no, because I'm. He done told that story so many times. I thought that's what you was about to say. That's why I went gonna say it. Yeah, no, I'm just you saying. Know how many times he, you know how many times I play and then I, I play and then somebody named Warren Sapp, which you guys know, and then uh, and then I, I ended up in the in the in the Canadian Football League, and then I got cut two months later, and then I got seven bucks in my pocket. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god! I heard that story. That's like that's like Stone Cold's. Uh, you're in the car, kid. That's his story. Oh yeah, that's like a dime you call a neck. But <laughs> so, but you know, he played for the U. So the Rock played football. He gets football. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, along with being a wrestler, and he gets the whole thing about opportunities. And I, you know, the Rock as a as a half Samoan, half African American. I'm telling you right now, is. He's going to give opportunities, and he's going to find the best person fit for the job. This is not going to be the rock. That's not how they operate. They're not. They're not going to just make a whole black Hispanic league. And that's not going to, they're going to find the best person for that job. And if it happens to be a black man, a Latino man, a person of color over somebody that's white, then they'll give that job. If the, if the white guy's a better person for their job, they're going to get that job too. It's going to be a, a, a diversity thing. I'm just so happy that he has it because it opens up the door for a lot of things. Yeah, and I, yeah. And I yeah, don't, it opens up the door for more opportunities for more people. Uh, not to say that nobody else wasn't giving these other people opportunities, but now it's like they're like actually looking to actually sign, not just looking, not just looking at them just to say that we, we look at other people, other races. Yeah. Other it's, 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 it's something. And then once again, The Rock, it's still working. The Rock's still going to make be- money, okay? Mm-hmm. Hobbs and Shaw still coming in. 
of course, they about to say something about Black Adam at the at the, the DC fan that's coming up on the twenty second. So, because he already talked about he was going to say something about Black Adam. So, bruh, the man's yeah, going why you think he's getting so big? Yeah. yeah, and on top of that, they, like I said, and him and Dan Garcia still be producing shows. They, they are great business partners. They are yeah. great business partners. And, that, and I was like, that that is just so great to see him and her, you know, uh, in this. And it, that, that makes everything, that makes everything love. And like I said, I can't wait to see what kind of opportunities is going to come. Did you I, see the, I, uh, the real quick, did, did you see the the uh the meme like the um like when Vince and Shane the no, WCW? No, I I I, I missed the meme. What is <laughs> what, what was it like? It was like uh the name on the contract does says Johnson, but it says Simone Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. That will be funny. Uh moving on real quick, there there, there was an interview that I just wanted to mention this real quick. That was conducted by Devon Dudley. Uh, why, uh, why are you laughing? It's just weird he said interview conducted by Devon. Like, I wonder what that's like. Uh, well, Devon Dudley has his podcast. I forgot what it's called. Devon Dudley has a podcast. <laughs> that's, that's what I said. Because look, Bully Ray uh, has, a, has, a, has a podcast. Yeah, um, busted open. Yeah. yeah, or busted open, which busted open is pretty cool. Yeah, because they have like him, Mark Henry, Tommy Dreamer, and Dave LaGreco in there. So yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, Devon was a uh, he, he talked to uh, Kofi Kingston, and he was talking to Kofi Kingston, and then he was you know giving him praise, and he was just like, uh. How does it feel that you were the first African American world champion? So, you know what Kofi said? Yeah, I saw what he said, but you can go ahead and say it. Okay. He said, he corrected Devon, said he wasn't the first one. The Rock was the first one. And this is what Kofi said, and I'm bringing it up because I, I have been doing this fight for the past. Uh, four years on this podcast. As we said, I think it's silly that people try not to count the rock in that category. Regardless of what you look like, you are what you are. He's black. Whether he's half black, he's black. I definitely take a lot of pride in that sentiment like you said. I think for a long time, people of color, especially African Americans have been waiting for someone who looks exactly like them to hold that title. And I get it. When people, when they see, I had an interview uh, with a wrestler years ago, uh, Major McLean, Quattro Hookman, whatever he was, he was a friend of his. And he was, I think he, he wrestled for uh, Monster Factory. Okay. And this interview, it's not even on because obviously we're doing a new channel now, so it's not even on the channel anymore. But uh, he had an interview, and I remember in this interview, he didn't consider The Rock black. Okay. And at the time, once again, every time I say that, I'm offended by that. And but at the time, I was I was very new on YouTube and on podcasting, so I was very low trying to get the subscribers up. 
just I, I'm blowing smoke up your ass. In, in other words, but he could tell that I, I kind of had a problem saying that, but I didn't say anything. But then after that, and I created the platform, I'm like, you know what? No, I, I'm tired of this. I I'm tired of the Rock get so much disrespect from his own people. We as black people always find somehow to throw somebody else underneath the bus that don't that, that don't result. We seen Jesse Jackson say that about Barack Obama. I, I don't I don't know if there's any well I know some people they, they, they do mean it like that. I think what it what some people just mean is like a dark dark person basically. Look, is the rock palatable? Absolutely. That's just what they do. He's palatable but to take away the accomplishment that he had, that he had, that he has done, is not fair. That's what that's, that's what I'm going to. If if a light skinned you know, African American guy, like I said, the, the Rock can't help what complexion he's in, he is. And the, like I said, the Rock also never turned his back towards his black race. He never has. People make this stuff up, or they say that he has. And once again, with the XFL, if it becomes successful, they're going to try to dig up some stuff. But The Rock has been a proud Samoan and a proud black man. And then in Hollywood, they try to cast him as racially ambiguous. Until The Rock started stepping up and be like, no, I'm going to do things my way. You know, I listen, I listen to this other podcast. And some people, they don't be, they not, you know, serious with this. But like, the jokes that they make kind of do sound weird because it was like, you know, what's the next movie? Uh, the Rock gonna have two kids. Why is all his kids are uh, like not like dark black? They all he always got a white woman with him when he's married on the on the movies and stuff. Yeah, the, the only time that the Rock was ever interested, well, the, in Hollywood, they made mention in, in a uh, black woman was when he had that cameo at the end of Why Did I Get Married to for with Janet Jackson. No, Janet Jackson. Yeah. yeah, and I'm like, but. Even then, he's always they always cast the rock as racially ambiguous. Now they did in Rampage cast him. His name was Doctor Okoye. That is the most African name you got, and he was and they, you know they gave his quotation, heavy quotation, love interest as a black woman in Rampage. About a gorilla. Say what? About, about a, a gorilla. I know, but I'm saying, but but the, the, the actors that they had in there. So that was the only time that it's coming to my mind about that. But then, if you look at skyscraper, it's like okay, skyscraper. He had like uh, his Hispanic woman, and you could tell his kids were clearly mixed. They didn't even used to give rock mixed kids. Yeah. Because if you look at Santa Andreas, you're like, wait, who? What? <laughs> like, if you if seriously, I'm like, if you're looking at that, you're like, wait a minute. And then you could tell, like, uh, even her mom got something with her. But I'm just like, but that, that's what they've been, that's how they've been treating The Rock. And I'm like, look, I remember uh, what Major McClain said that he ain't no N word. I'm not going to use that on the word. I'm like, well, what does that mean? Do they got to be dark? Do they got to be hood? Do they got to be, like, the same thing with Barack Obama will always be known as the first African American president. So why is Jesse Jackson giving him that shit? Because his mom was white? Because definitely, this society, this America, that whole one dropped it. They don't care. They're going to still treat you like that. 
And like Kofi's saying, it's it's silly that okay, I understand people want to see people like Chad that looks like you know that that's darker or or that what they call noticeably black, because you can if they had gave the uh, the championship to D'Lo Brown, he's more noticeably black than the Rock is. But I'm like, but how they got the same skin complexion? But maybe because, because D'Lo Brown got a rap. Does the D'Lo walk? He does the strut. He does got the rap music. He got the short haircut. Maybe that's why. But I'm like, but the, the Rock had first of all, the Rock was being an urban youth when he was first in there. Them five hundred dollars shirts, them shape ups from Lucky stuff like that. I mean, like, you know, then he he went and got the tattoo, so he can be proud of both of them. But I don't like how they just you know, uh, cast them out. It says. The likes of Booker T and Mark Henry all have also held world titles in the company, but they held the world championship. The Rock was the only African American before Kofi Kingston to hold the WWE Championship, winning it eight times. And I brought it up because I was just like, I like that Kofi gives him props because you know, say we as people need to you know uplift our own people instead of trying to tear them down. And like, the, like, the, the Rock never came out not to my knowledge you could probably find something if you dig deep enough but never came out and said anything never showed no hate towards it him and Dan Garcia produced a show on BET called uh, what was that it was about that uh, Cops Killing Unarmed Black Men show oh okay uh, I forgot what it's called I know what you're talking about I forgot what it's called yeah, uh, but uh, it was uh, uh, it was uh, something. It was something just that they did. Uh, they did that. He they did that, and uh, <coughs> he's done so much, you know, for his culture and represents and you know gives things shout out. But The Rock is one of them guys that's just like I'm a human being, and I believe you know in human rights. I believe in that. Of course, our people don't get the many rights in the beginning or at all. So he's going. He's going to fight for that. But I'm just like, but some people feel as though that he's not black enough, which is not fair. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to always throw. Same thing with, with uh, Michael Jackson. I'm like, I can go in the whole conversation about that, but I'm not. But uh, I'm just like, what? what do, they, do these people got to act like urban use on camera for them to prove that to you? Do they have to say certain things? I'm like, because you know, y'all, 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 y'all pick and choose. I'm like, it's good to have him on the side. And that's not fair. And I'm glad he said, because if Kofi answered that question and was like, yo, man, it was phenomenal. For him to be like, no, man, don't ever give me that credit. It was The Rock. He started this thing. He started this trend. And it's like, well, you know, uh, well, he was small. No, he's he's black, too. And that's what society's going to look at him. And he knows that. So, yeah, I just had to bring it up uh, real quickly before I get into this one also it's going to kind of make my head roll and it's another thing out here you saw uh, Fozzie did a performance right I didn't see the whole thing but I saw like a picture of it yeah uh, Fozzie performed in, in live in North Dakota last night which I, I'm going to say it was uh, August the 8th which is Saturday um they said the venue was at 50% capacity, but what does the matter when people are close together, sweating and breathing heavily on each other, and they have no mask on? And we are um, in the middle of a pandemic. Well, 
say that they got tested before they came in? I'm about to get all into that because I try to look at both sides of everything. However, still. Uh, if they got look- tested, they probably just think, all right, that's fine. Well, here's the thing. Of course, the internet is going to be like, that's crazy. And uh, it's also highly irresponsible. So, uh, they, they were giving uh, Chris Jericho a hard time on online and everything. So Chris Jericho came out and did respond to it. And then he said, the venues are, hold on, sorry, I'll go back to the top. He said, we actually did four shows this week. And the reason for this is we had our Save the World tour, which was originally scheduled for April and May, but got postponed to July and August. Then got postponed to October and November, Jericho said. Four shows remain in August, and I was like, how? The shows are in South Dakota and North Dakota, and we have one in Fort Manson, Iowa, which is right near the border of South Dakota. Uh, ha- uh, the reason why the shows have happened is because the states of North Dakota and South Dakota have low COVID cases, less than 1,000 in both states. I think Florida has 9,000 today alone. In terms of... Uh, Active cases, North Dakota, South Dakota, each have about a thousand. Jericho continued that measures were taken to lower the risk by having outdoor venues or at half capacity. The venues are either outside or they're at half capacity, Jericho stated. We are sold out tonight in a Minyot with, I think, 50% capacity. Last night, we were sold out in a Six, Fall, Six Falls, uh, South Dakota with. 35% capacity. We had our mask. We hand our mask at the door and the temperature checks. We stayed on the bus all day. The Pfizer crew and camp have been tested. So here's is the one thing though. Because it's still a lot. Because I uh, was reading that the cities of South Dakota, North Dakota didn't even want the concert there in the first place. But the concert was put up there against their will. Because I understand the, t- the temperature checks, yeah, is for people who have this virus very seriously, like, like I had it. And that's when your body is trying to fight it off because you get that fever. But if you don't have a temperature, does not mean you're not sick. I think they say temperature checks are where they actually like doing the actual tests. Well, you you can't do the actual test there. I mean, if 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 you set up a testing ground and do the test, you gotta test all these people, then have them go home for three days and hope they quarantine. And if they're all negative, they can all come back. You can't. Fozzie was tested, but they can't get the people can't get tested. Well, look to be honest with you. I don't care. <laughs> if that's deal, that's deal. Okay, like we are. How many months into this? We if they are. They want to go to a venue, or if they want to do this. At this point, that's just on them. To be honest with you, I mean, I can't argue that point because right now it's beating a dead horse. Like, to, huh? If they, if they, if they tell you, you have a. Whatever percent chance of getting this thing while you go to this concert, and you really want to go to a concert that bad, then that's just on you. You know what? That's just I, on whoever. I can't. I did. I did want to bring it up. I can't argue with you on that one. 
I really, I really can't argue with you on that one. How? Because p- people were saying to, 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 to trying to email Tony Khan and say he got to be suspended or he need to be quarantined fourteen days. So I'm like, look, y'all gotta understand something. Tony Khan, they get they get tested weekly, every uh-huh. week. Maybe even more than that. Even know, even more than that. Yeah. If Jericho had this concert on Saturday, Tony Khan, I guarantee you, test him on Sunday. So by or Saturday Tuesday, night afterwards. Or, or Saturday night. So that means come this Tuesday, his results will come back. If they make up some bullshit story excuse that Jericho's out there on Wednesday, we got our answer. Uh-huh. But if Jericho's there on Wednesday, he he passed the test. Because here's the and thing. Then again, I don't think Jericho's that stupid anyway. No, I mean, okay, here's the thing. But when you see the pictures, it's like, damn, this is hella irresponsible. When you, when you first... See, that's how people's going to act. It's hella irresponsible. And like I said, me personally, I'm not going to no concert. I'm not going to no thing. There, there are people that's going to do that. There's people going to just going to take the risk because look, yeah, when, man, look, I don't look. I don't like music that bad, and I sorry to Chris Jericho, definitely don't like Fozzy like that bad enough to go and donate look, a whole pandemic um, when I know it's about to be people right next to me bumping shoulders. Nah, I don't. No, no, I'm doing that. That's not me. Because look, here's the thing: Am I a big fan of Fozzy? Not really, but I'm a fan of Chris Jericho, obviously. So he's associated with that, so I, I give that to support. But still, I'm not going to no concert, you know, bumping shoulders with everybody, and it's hot and it's sweat. So that, you you just, you're just in a cesspool because, like I said, it's asymptomatic people. The temperature check is only to make sure that the virus is not dead because they, they have found out that there are six different strains of this virus now. So. The temperature checks because is is to see if what kind of basic strain you have it. If you don't got a temperature, that means you ain't got it. You, you you probably asymptomatic or you don't have it that bad, but you still could have it. So you never know. There, there could be people that's going to pop up in that North Dakota concert sick. And it's going to bring the number up in in that town. That's the irresponsible part I'm talking about. Now, once you know, again, honestly, I don't think nobody knows how to handle this. To be honest, because like. Just real quick, like people like <laughs> people I'm that's like filming stuff right now, like we're, we're filming stuff. Yeah. To me, it just make me. It just makes me feel like I feel like people are stupid because like we gotta put our mask on the whole time, but then when they say action, they take the mask off as if everything just stops and it's okay to have your mask off. Take your mask off. You interact. You act, and then. You put the mask back on as soon as they say cut. That just don't make no sense to me at all. So it's like, what's the point of even wearing a mask in the first place? Yeah. Like, a lot of people just don't... A lot, I don't know, man. A lot of people just handle this thing the wrong way. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's just... It's crazy. Look, it bothers me, too, to handle it the wrong way, and we're we're stuck in the position that we're in now because yeah. we... we, we, you know, we at, at this t- I know, I know. <laughs> nah. The quotes... Of this man, <laughs> that I'm not even gonna say. I'm not even gonna say his name, but the quotes of this man has been ridiculous. Oh, are you talking about the higher up? Yeah, yes. Did you hear what he? <laughs> Just, I don't want to get on this conversation. Did you hear what he said? It is what it is. <laughs> I didn't hear that, but I definitely heard about the. I definitely heard about the uh, Mount Rushmore. Uh, what, you say you heard what? The Mount Rushmore. Oh, okay. I'm gonna say this, this man. This yeah. man got some quotes that are just like 
Why? <laughs> You're absolutely right. But I, I just, I just want, I just want to bring, bring that to the attention. But I was just like, you know, it, it's you don't want to bring. I just feel bad for the people of South Dakota, North Dakota that didn't, that didn't want the concert there in the first place, but they got it there, and then it could possibly spread and then build their their, their numbers up. That's how it happens. Like I said, if, if Jericho passes the test, he'll be there Wednesday, wrestling Orange Cassidy. If they, they all got tested, you know, what I'm saying. Fozzie, and then they obviously they, they pass it fine. But if you if they want to go to concert that bad, you know, because right, as of right now I have learned making people do what it, it only drives them away more. It only drives, and if they want to go out there and be stupid, they want to go out there and take that. Everything you're doing is a risk now. And if you want to take that, if you want to take that risk, that's on you. And I, you know, I have to agree with you said. So I will, you know, uh. Leave it at that because it, that is that, that's on you. But you know what we did get though? Did you see SmackDown? I don't think I did. No. Okay, you may not see SmackDown, but did you hear about SmackDown? Unfortunately. Un- unfortunately. Oh, there. Look, we got we gonna probably have a decent conversation then. Uh. So. Before when I did my raw review, I felt as though that the new stable was them just putting the stamp on the hurt business. I was wrong because I'm really invested to the hurt business, but that's not the stable. The stable was the one that caused the records on the outside with the lights burning. What I was asking you, and you was like, "No, it's the hurt business." No, no, you're right. I'm gonna tell you right now of recording. I was wrong because. They showed a brief clip of that, and I'm just like, I thought honestly, when I seen it on that raw, I was like, why would it be them? Those those are look like characters. I was ninjas, because they had the ninjas going around. That's why I thought it was. They did, they did. And I'm like, so if they just won a 24 seven championship, and they, they would blow that thing up to distract Shelton Benjamin, that's what makes it. That's what makes it all the sense in the world. Which means, and the hurt business was was featured the whole show. So that's why I'm sitting there thinking like, if it, if there's no stable right now, you got these people blowing up this generator that looks like a Kira Tozawa's ninjas right after he won the twenty four seven championship. It's like that. Who, who wouldn't think that? So if, and then the hurt business beats down the entire raw underground. You would think that the new stable or the stamp is what the hurt business. The hurt business. So that's what happened. But no, on SmackDown. We got at the end. Retribution comes out in their ski mask and all black, and it's a mixture of men and women. That's one part. Huh? That's uh, one part I don't even understand. How do they know their name? Well, yeah, I felt as though that they didn't get his time to breathe at all because. They are pressed for ratings, and when they press for ratings, WWE hits the panic button. And when they do the panic button, because see, when you do the panic button, it's just like we want you to know that there's a new stable coming out. Watch each show to see what happens instead of letting it build up. Because you know why they didn't let it build up? Because people like myself and a lot of other people that was watching Raw felt as though that the group that burned down a generator was Akira Tozawa's ninjas. That's their fault. That's their fault. So. 
then they pushed the panic button and this happened. They called retribution. They didn't talk to nobody. They didn't get on the microphone and tell anybody this. They just said it's retribution. Like, well, what the? Nobody knew the Nexus were the Nexus until they said, until Wade Barrett said, we the Nexus. So that made no sense there. So they come out on SmackDown. Corey Graves with the with the dip move though. Did you see that? That mean that he oh, had he pushed him in the way. Yeah, yeah, and when he ran away, just left Cole like, excuse me, I'm going. So they Got came, the yeah. they, they, they they beat down everything on the outside. They did straight Nexus style. They flipped over the announce table. They went into the crowd and started beating up the crowd. Yeah, because they are professional wrestlers. Yeah, so that makes sense. and then they, they took a chainsaw and started cutting down the ropes. So obviously you can hear some female voices and see wait, that wait, the, wait, 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 They did what with a chainsaw? They took the chainsaw and cut the ropes and the, the ring ropes. Why? why? Because instead of being like Nexus, when remember when Nexus tore up the ring when John Cena was in there and exposed the wood and stuff like that? <coughs> that's yes. what they did. That's, that's what they did. They had chainsaw. First of all, I like how, you know, Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler can, can break plexiglass in a wrestling match, but they had baseball bats and couldn't break the plexiglass. So, I'm, I must be missing something here. I must be missing something. They set stuff on fire, right? Yes. And they're cutting the ring ropes with chainsaws. Yes. And their name is Retribution. Yes. Why? (laughs) You know why we didn't get the why? Because they didn't say anything yet. The purpose of... look. Okay, go ahead. Okay, because I did not see this whole thing, so I just, I just, I just want to connect the dots. When they came out, was it like a their hair type of thing where they all just walked out, or was it just like a random like cut to them destroying stuff in the back and then we're coming? It was a, it was a ring. random thing of cutting to them, and they just came out and they, they just wreaked havoc okay. after the main event on SmackDown. That that's why because the lights started flickering again, and then what the the, the, the here's why I, this is why I didn't like. When the lights start flickering, right? Corey Graves uh-huh. is like, it's retribution. I'm like, how do you know that? <laughs> that that bothered me. That this really, whole thing seems like it's bothered me. Maybe I just need to go watch it to see if I'm I mean, I, you, you probably, I mean, for that, first of all, was it a decent shot angle? Yeah, I had a problem with the, the way they shot the angle. I just but, have a problem with how they're building up this stable. Because first of all, number one, this, this is what people are thinking is. First of all, they're thinking that uh, somebody's seen curly hair. They're thinking it's, it's Vanessa Bourne. Chelsea Green. Oh, okay, that could be Vanessa Bourne because she has been off for a while. Yeah. So that could be her. Chelsea Green. I, mean, uh, yeah. I, I know. Ricochet, Mustafa Ali, and Cedric Alexander. They didn't throw that idea in the trash. It's... <laughs> Seriously? Retribution for what? The, Being jobbers? What? What is this? This is this is what I'm talking about. This is what they need to bring back the job squad. If that's the case, you know what this is? This is the Dark Order of WWE. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. This is the Dark Order of WWE because because screw the Dark Order. Here's the thing: the the stable they're trying to give it a Nexus vibe, right? 
But the problem is they're not letting it build. If you're going to have a stable named Retribution, okay, it gotta be. What if we? Do we even know that? What did they get on there? And they said that their name is something else. That'd be better. Not Retribution, and then they'd just be like, "Oh well, somebody told us that that's what they thought their name was." Yeah, when you create stables, you have to create a group of guys or a group of ladies that have a same agenda. And when they have so the same, their, uh, their agenda is cutting ring ropes and look, setting stuff on fire. Look, I give, I, I, I understand how stupid it sounds. I'm trying to explain <laughs> a smarter version of it. I don't know how you can. No, I'm, well, I'm not. I'm not talking about that. But I'm talking about. Come on, being a, as a wrestling fan, I'm saying when it comes to building stables, I'm just talking about building stables one on one. You have to have a cohesive idea and point, and you have to have superstars that's in it that makes sense with the what the theme of the stable is. And if they, if you're trying to go Nexus level, right? The question is, the, the Nexus were a thing where they were treated like amateurs and they had to do hot dog eating contests they had to do you know like uh do 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 the rubber sword thing they had you know they had WWE coach they had these coaches that like there's no way Lay Cool should have been a coach to low key like stop it they you know they, they were doing these kind of things to the point where they weren't treating them like wrestlers so they came out they targeted the the biggest guy that was John Cena at that time. Tore apart the ring, beat up John Cena, and let and then Wayne Barrett let everybody. All they knew them was that these are the Nexus wrestlers, and then he said, "We are the Nexus," and this was our point. That's what the whole thing should have been. Now after that, they got wasted. But other than that, it had a good start. The problem with this is, you gave us the name, and you and then if these super, it's rumor there is clearly black guys on this team because one got up in the camera and I'm like he sound like a, a, a higher pitch or a more overexcited Xavier Woods it's not Xavier Woods because Xavier Woods is more swollen than that it looked like it's Cedric Alexander so that's what I'm saying like okay oh wow Cedric has that much personality okay he has a mask on so so but the, the, but the thing is where does the retribution come in at? If that's a, if that's a, the, the name of it, what are y'all tired of being jobbers? Especially if, if say if it is Cedric and, and, and uh, Ricochet, right? Mm-hmm. Let me ask you. Okay, y'all brought back Mustafa Ali. Y'all won that matchup. Y'all didn't have another match. Y'all lost the tag team t- uh, the, the triple threat. Bobby Lashley and the Herpes didn't interfere in that match. Y'all just lost. So then, what what are you mad for? Y'all get better, because now if you reveal underneath this these masks a bunch of jobbers like Vanessa Bourne, because I have not seen Vanessa Bourne win a match. If it's Chelsea Green or Carmella, they they both. I'm like, you know what? I'm watching this video right now. Okay, that is definitely Carmella. <laughs> okay. I don't know if it's just me, but that looks just like Carmella to me. Okay, so it's probably it's probably not Vanessa Bourne then, uh, or or it may not be Chelsea Green. You know, say yeah, I don't think it's Chelsea Green because that I don't know if I just like she literally looks like Carmella. Okay, and did you, you see the black guy talking up in the screen? Yes, I see him. 
is that not Cedric Alexander? Doesn't look like Cedric to me. Well, it ain't Xavier, but he sound like Xavier. What other black guys do they? That one didn't look like Cedric to me. Maybe that's just. Oh, wait. Never mind. He just hit a kick. Yep, that's a Cedric kick. Yeah, see? <laughs> see? So, blue people, I know that they did supposed to be different people or so. Like. So, the question is if they all reveal who they are, right? Who leads a team that's full of jobs? Who, who, how are they going to. Then all of a sudden they're going to start winning matches, and the next thing you know, they're going to be the hot shit. To the point where it's like y'all almost ruined this before it got started. Yeah. And back in the day, that's not how you you let the stable mates tell the people what their what their issue is and why they become this group. You don't put out the name and say Retribution is here on SmackDown. They'll be here on Raw. Like that's not. You, that's how you show. Here's how you you gotta do it old school way. What you do is you. Have them do these antics, right? If if you still got a low rating on SmackDown, like one million people, I'm not SmackDown never, it hasn't been that low yet, but they are close. If Retribution's on there, word of mouth by podcast because uh by by different podcasts stuff like that, it's gonna be like, hey, did y'all hear my Retribution? Like so, they're, they're so people that just just, po- just just real quick though, are we sure everybody? Are these, are these the people that's actually going to be in the group? Because, you know, well, i seen one thing. One of the ninjas was uh, Michael, uh, not Michael, uh, Malcolm Bivens. When they when they had the ninjas, and one of them was Malcolm Bivens. <clears throat> so maybe, are you sure all of these are supposed to be the people that they are supposed to be? According to this, right now, they, these are the people that they're supposed to be. Okay. I don't know. This is a... Uh... I don't know. This is this is who they're supposed to be, and I'm just saying if they're just doing the nexus almost wrong, they're not they're not, they're not giving this thing no time to breathe, and they're not letting word of mouth. They're not they're not being patient enough to let the word of mouth spread. And that's how because if, if word of mouth spread, then you have somebody who's willing. What you say? Okay. I said this dude definitely looks like Ricochet. With maybe that's just me. I, I just try to tell you, you know what I'm saying so it looks like it may be a thing where Mustafa Ali is leading them maybe maybe he's the hacker he turns around they get they go up to the hacker he turns around and is them behind him that would be kind of dope though I ain't gonna lie and then and like they just zoom out the screen you just see them all standing right there like that would be kind of that would be kind of dope to be honest with you so, oh, 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 damn, damn, I got your opinion already. I'm about to say if how you uh, felt about that. <laughs> okay. I, 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 need, I need more to see how I feel about this, actually. Okay, yeah, I, I, like I said, well, that's why we got to tune in on. Well, it's to help make you watch. Speaking of watching. I don't know. Well, huh? it depends on what they do next episode, if I keep watching it or not. It, exactly, they got they got to be able to follow up on that. Speaking of um, watching, you actually gave me the great news of this one. Of uh, Selena Vega was on her Twitch talking to oh uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, talking to um, Kayla Kayla Braxton. I, I don't know what she was talking about because we wasn't watching it for that. I, I, yeah, I don't either. And then the doorbell rang. I don't know who answered the door because if it was Alistair. 
if it was Alistair Black and then he answered the door and he just let Bianca Belair come in there and whoop his wife's ass, he has a problem. Hey. So <laughs> he can't see that good, remember? Oh God. Don't don't do that. So on on the Twitch stream, she opens the door and she's like, What the hell are you doing in my house? And Bianca Belair is well, I don't think I think like I think the way that they did it, she just walked in there, like, cause, like, the, the, she just walked in. Like, I don't think she opened the door. No. Did, did you see that the whole stream? She was just like, the doorbell rang, and she said, "Hold on." And then she was just like, "Okay." Well, then after that, she was just like, "Okay, well." Um, I see. Look, I think that's what they messed it up at, honestly. To be honest with you. Oh yeah, we ring the doorbell, and then and then she said, "Can you can you get the door, please?" I'm like, "Who else she talking to but her husband?" So um, and because usually she's not playing the Selena Vega character, she's being regular her. I forgot what her her, her real name is, but uh, yeah, Trinidad. Yeah, yeah, Trinidad. That's what she's being on Twitch, and then all of a sudden they they, they bring the wrestling a- angle over on Twitch. They got Bianca Bianca come in there and start beating this girl's ass. Now, granted, I don't think this is no- to be honest. I personally don't think this is no for WWE. I just think they was like, hey, this is all cool. We can do. And they just did it. I think I I, I believe that I I'm pretty sure Bianca Belair and Selena Vega know each other. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like I think this is just something between them. They was like, "Hey, this would be cool." She probably was coming to her house anyway for whatever. Exactly. You know? And after they record, they probably got up and watched the movie or something. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But the but but the but the, the reason why it it looks I mean it it was cool because it it changes the dynamic and but okay that puts some more. Heat on our feud because you know they're gonna have, probably have a match tomorrow on Raw. Yeah, if they even, I don't mean, if they even show this, they probably won't. But they might since Caleb Braxton was there. So yeah, so so you, you you never know. But obviously, it's because they she still believes that Selena Vega poisoned her husband. It may come out that Retribution did it. I don't know, but I mean, as of right now, this the, the, it's, it helps the rivalry between the Street Profits and Garza and Andrade, which needs it because. Tag teams don't get storylines, so I'm glad that, a ta- that the tag team is actually getting a storyline. In my personal opinion, so that's cool. But the way the, I think is, if she just came into the the house and beat her up, that'd have been funny. But then, then you could call a wrestler like breaking an enemy, stuff like that. But her having somebody answer the door and her being herself, everybody knows that she's married to Alistair Black. And Alistair Black gonna be like this, hey, what's up, Bianca? And how it's coming, knowing like they're coming there and beat her up. I'm like, it it went well for the initial reaction, but when the more you I sit mean, down and think about it, it's like, yeah, because the more I think about, it, I'm like, they like even in the storyline, whoever opened the door knows that that's Bianca Miller. Because she watches Zelina Vega. Of course, if you watch Zelina Vega and that's your friend, you would know Bianca Belair. Exactly. So you just randomly, they didn't even say, like, they didn't even come back and say, uh, it's this girl outside. It's Bianca's outside and that like that. Is it, yeah. Which would make more sense to say, hey, uh, yeah, somebody's outside for you or something like that. Or just had to walk in, circle Stone Cold or Triple H or something. Exactly. I'm saying so. Like I said, the initial reaction was dope because we ain't see, we don't see nothing like that. However, the um, when when it comes to when you sit back and actually think about it, it's like there was other things they could have did to help sell this because a lot of it now does not make any sense. Or, well, I think this is when, just when them going the, by their own, though. Say what? I said I still think this is them going by their own. So like, 
it's probably something that they they are trying to do to maybe help boost them get themselves on TV. Maybe they thought doing this would help get Bianca on TV more or something. You know, anything. You know, like they try anything when it's when they got free range like that on Twitch or whatever their mm-hmm. thing personal thing is. Yeah. So I kind of think maybe this is just something they thought would be cool because um a lot of people stream and. Some people choose to break the kayfabe. Some people don't. So, you know, I guess they just say, hey, we got a match coming up. So we can do this anyway. This is cool anyway, you know. They probably did a YouTube video after it, so. Well, that, that, that would be damn well stupid to do that. Well, I'm, I'm saying, they probably said, because, you know, uh, Dakota Kai and Mia Yim were, 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 like, fighting each other heavily in they're in each other's YouTube and Twitch streams all the time, so. Yeah. yeah. Dakota and Shayna, Baszler are all in each other's Twitch streams. I'm like, you know, at this point, who knows? I feel you. I, 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 I really do feel you. But I just, I just, I just felt as though it was something, you know, we can bring up at the moment. Alright guys, let's go take us now. It's time for the Wednesday Night War. So there's no need for the bell introduction. We are right in the Wednesday Night War making great timing on the podcast. A lot of things happen. Karrion Cross calls out Keith Lee again. Dexter Loomis foot is injured because he thought he was Ricochet. Now we gotta find a replacement. And now uh, also on the AEW side, Sammy Guevara gets just a little bit too excited and when it comes to presidential debates i'm telling you right now orange cassidy got my vote so let's check out the wednesday night war of who won the war for this week and we'll start off with nxt so nxt starts off with a number one contenders match for the nxt women's championship dakota kai taking on the new looking rhea ripley which i thought dakota kai already had an opportunity but i guess not so but she has to put some matches on wins under her so well, she did it the wwe way which is attack the champion yeah. Well, Regal said, nah, we don't do that around here. Yeah. So, uh, she has a match with Rhea Ripley. And then we started, uh, we started to see the, you know, old Dakota Kai that wasn't getting her ass beat by Tegan Knox all this time. So, it's great to see, it's great to see that Raquel Gonzalez is on the outside, gives Rhea Ripley a boot into the steel post while she's on the apron. And then Dakota Kai has, uh, Rhea Ripley on the top rope, like on her shoulders in a go to sleep way. And kind of gives her a go to sleep as she falls down. On her knee, which I wasn't really fan of that finishing move. I really wish she goes back to the uh, what was a uh, uh, chiropractic. Yeah. So yeah, that I, was a good one. Yeah, I want to go back to that. I think that would have been a better win. But she beats and uh, she beats Rhea Ripley, and she's going to take over thirty to go against Io Shirai. So do you think it's going to be a good matchup, Io versus Dakota Kai? If they. Not saying they do it correctly, but like if they let Dakota be Dakota, team kick Dakota, then yes. I agree with you on that one. Because like the heel Dakota is just not entertaining at all. Yeah. Uh, We get Bronson Reed taking on Shane Thorne, so he's back in NXT because him and uh, forgot the other guys. Uh, wait a minute. I thought they were a tag team with uh, MVP, which you know. Yeah, no, no, that worked out well. That wasn't going to that wasn't going to be her business at all. I'm saying so. Uh, Shane Thorne is back with Bronson Reed, and this match is more competitive than I thought it was going to be. I thought they was going to start, you know, putting a rocket on Bronson Reed's back, but no, they're making him earn 
every single thing here. And uh, him, he had a good match with uh, Shane Thorne in this one. Hits the top rope uh, splash on the Shane Thorne and then picks up the win here. So good win for uh, Bronson Reed. Uh, Lego Del Fantasma attacks Bree Zongo outside of NXT and apparently kidnaps Tyler Breeze, it looks like, in the car, Uh, or Fandango, one of them. I think it's Fandango. I think it's Fandango. Yeah, they kidnap Fandango. So, now we're for another triple threat match. Damian Priest taking on Orny Lorcan, taking on Ridge Holland, the the debuting Ridge Holland. Ridge Holland is Trash, man. Yes. <laughs> they, no matter how many times they repackage him, he is trash. He came from NXT, t- uh, NXT, um, UK. Nah, right? he was in, he was, he was in NXT first, and I didn't break it out for him. Then they repackaged him. Then he went to NXT UK, and now he's back. Okay. He is trash, man. Yeah, well, I mean, he's, he's, first of all, because this man, his name used to be. Uh, Luke Menzies. He used to wear a singlet. Oh. And he used to be trashed in. And they changed his name. And then they built a mask, a, a mix between Brock Lester and Walter. Well, that didn't work. Because, oh. I, I, like I said, the reason I said it didn't work because his star has been dim. I ain't hear nothing about this guy until now. Yeah, for good reason. Yeah. So the matchup was uh was pretty decent though. Only look at Dan Priest helped make that matchup for me, in my personal opinion. Uh, and then he hit the only look at was, was running with the with the with the uppercuts, and then uh but he hits uh only looking with the reckoning, and then Damian Priest goes on. But uh Commissioner Regal, let's say everybody know that since Dexter Loomis wants to be Ricochet, he hurt his ankle. Timothy Thatcher did not hurt Dexter Loomis' ankle. He hurt his ankle. So now, Dexter Loomis is not going to be in the North American Championship ladder match. So now, they, uh, now it's only Damian Priest and Bronson Reed. So since Gorgano and Finn Balor felt as though they did, they have another opportunity to deserve to uh, see who you know um, can go for they championship. They got a second chance, second chance, man. Yeah. So it's going to be Gorgano, Balor, and Bronson Reed in a triple threat match. No, not Bronson Reed. Um, uh, Ridge Holland. Unfortunately. Yeah, to see who, who goes on. So, how many people was in this matchup? Five? I, I think five. I don't know. I was counting this one because I... Because I'm, I'm trying to figure out if it's if it's going to be... If it's five people, then uh, why in the world... Like I said, we, we had Priest, Loomis is out, and then uh, we have Reed, and then it's like, we do the triple match, it's like four, but then who's the fifth guy? That's what I'm trying to figure out. All right, so then after that matchup, uh, we have um, we got Keith Lee taking on your boy Cameron Grimes in a non-title matchup. Obviously, Keith Lee was upset at how Cameron Grimes interrupted his promo last week, and honestly, this is a glorified squash match. Uh, it should have been just a regular squash. It should. I will say the same thing. It should have been a regular squash match. Uh, where Keith, but Keith Lee taking a more serious approach. And Cameron Grimes is still trying to give offense to him. Keith Lee. Yeah, Keith Lee taking a more serious approach. That's even more for it to be a regular squash. I know. I agree with you. He hits the spear. He hits the, uh, after the, 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 the double chops to the chest with Cameron Grimes sells. He keeps giving him a, a hand of multiple lariats as he holds on like he's Okada. Uh, then he picks him up. 
Gives him a spirit bomb that camera grab sells excellent. And uh, pins him with the spirit bomb. So it looks like they're actually trying to save that Big Bang catastrophe as a big move. So uh, not with a song. I'm about to say, but with a name like that. <laughs> so when, when he hits it on Carrying Cross, you know that'll be the end. Uh, he gonna kick out, <clears throat> and they gonna say no one's ever kicked out of that move before. Yep, but then you you gonna you you gonna give him another one, and then that's how it's gonna end. But so, but Karen Cross is uh appears on screen and uh, saying that he uh demands the title opportunity because Regal's never here when he's here, and he looks at the camera and you see that he beat down like Danny Burch and other superstars. And he keeps saying TikTok. <laughs> it's like dead bodies. Yeah. <laughs> TikTok, so Keith Lee's sitting there just looking very, very pissed off, not phased by any of this crap anyway. Damian Priest is out back, and he uh, meets up with Bronson and they have words for each other, and uh, thinking you know Bronson got a fluke win, but uh, Bronson's gonna show him that he's not no fluke. Come take over thirty. Leo Defantasma issues a warning uh, after bringing Finn, uh, uh, if I say Finn Balor, after bringing Fandango back out and. Put him in the ring, you know, talking about the Lucha Libre culture. And then uh, he beats down uh, Fandango. Tyler Breeze comes back out, and then they beat down Tyler Breeze. So, uh, statement being made there. We have Tegan Knox taking on Indy Hartwell. And it's a regular pickup matchup. She hits the Shiny's Wizard on her. It wasn't really nothing that exciting, and, and that was the end of the match. Pat McAvee is actually on commentary for this matchup because we're getting ready to him be on a commentary for the main event, which is the tag, the NXT Tag Team Championships, Imperium taking on the Undisputed Era. Colorized support the new beard. I'm feeling it. Don't and it, it apparently just with the whole sleeve tattoo. Yeah, that's cool too. Uh, Pat McAvee and Adam Cole apparently uh, forgave each other on their social medias. So everything was supposed to be cool in this matchup, as they supposed to say, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, there was really no, uh, all the attention was actually on Adam Cole and Pat McAfee, unfortunately, which got Bobby Fish distract, distracted. He goes up for it. I thought he was like, bro, I can hear you. Yes. <laughs> uh, it's not like he was that. They must have told him to say he was 20 feet away because Morrow said it, Pat McAfee said it, and Adam Cole said it. I'm like 20 feet away from you. I can hear you. So he must have told him to keep saying that. Yeah, it was was a lot. They hit the European bomb on Bobby Fish to retain their titles. So now uh, Adam Cole and Pat McAfee... just, Just before we get to this, what is... I don't understand. I didn't understand the commentary here. Neither did I. So, he was talking, to, of course he was talking about Adam Cole saying he was short and stuff. And Beth was like, you know what? I don't like how you're talking about Adam Cole. I'm leaving. And she just leaves. Like, she, I guess, takes her microphones off and walks off. I was and Marvel like, was it's, like not, it's not Britt Baker, so I don't get it. Yeah, Marvel was like, I don't know the way you're talking to him either. So, Marvel goes off. So, that's where it becomes weird. I'm about to say that's their job, but I guess because it's somebody who's not a wrestler, they can't come in here 
and talk about somebody like that. So then Adam Cole gets up in Pat McAfee's face. Pat McAfee's like, well, hold on, bro. What's going on here? To the point where Triple H and Shawn Michaels and all the NXT staff is coming down trying to break these guys up. Yep. And then Pat McAfee, uh, they had to break them apart. Pat McAfee calls him a little bitch. And Adam Cole gets pissed. Crawls across the announce table. And Pat McAfee comes out of nowhere. He's with a punt kick the right way, Randy Orton. I like the way he sold it. Yeah, and Cole is, I mean, he didn't brace his arms. He just fell face first. He didn't care how he landed. Yeah, that's how. Well, if somebody hits you with a legit punt kick from a punter who has, you know, who uh, has kicked, kicked that ball as high as he do, man, it's just like, well, that would be a pretty ass hard kick, too. I will, I'll, yes, you better sell it like you did. Yeah, I like how, you know, because you some people that put their arms in the way, so. Yeah. He literally fell face first, didn't care where he landed. Fell off the table. I, I like that sound. Yeah. It's, you know what? Uh, because I said, the person, you know, I, I was talking to Melina. Melina used to sell like that also. Just die. Uh-huh. If you get a big impact move, that's how it should be. Like, when you start bracing yourself, stuff, stuff like that, it's like, okay, that kind of takes away from the move. But yeah. Like, I like, even, I, even though this happened a few years ago, I think one of the best sales from a super kick is Shawn Michaels when uh, Adam Cole kicked him. It was. Adam Cole and Drew McIntyre, he was the referee. And he called a super kick. He, like, fell like timber. He got, like, <laughs> yeah. Right, that was just one of my personal favorite sales, and it just happened. But, yeah. Oh, that could be that could be a video in itself. But, hey, we'll talk about that later. So, that was NXT this week, guys. So, now we're going on to AEW Dynamite, where we have a returning Eric Bischoff coming back also. Well, we don't know that just yet. But... We start off yeah, with the... Yeah, they did. They told you about 30 times. <laughs> so, if the eight... If, if tag team matches was enough for AEW, and if six-man and eight-man and ten-man tag team matches aren't enough, we got ourselves a 12-man tag team match player. As if last week the ten-man wasn't enough. And we got the uh, the elite with uh, Kenny Omega, Hangman Page, at, uh, the Young Bucks... And FTR versus uh-huh. the Dark Order, Brody Lee, Coca Cabana, Evil Uno, Stu Grayson, five and nine. Okay, so the, the matchup is uh is all right. It's it's it's, it's all over the place. Uh, Adam Page starts taking out all the Dark Order, close on him over the ropes, runs back, dives through the ropes this way, runs back, dives through the ropes that way, and he's just he's cleaning house. He goes hits a moonsault on all the Dark Order. And uh, lands on his feet. Brody Lee seems to be impressed by it, but you you, you know how I feel about it. Ain't that right, Christopher Daniels? Dark Order sucks. So I'll make sure I get get, get that out and everything. Uh, then they they, they try to uh, attack Brody. Uh, excuse me, or Anna Page. It doesn't happen. Omega comes in there, breaks up the pin, and then uh, they he gets the Super Dragon Suplex with the Super Kick. On uh, Brody Lee after the Young Bucks Super Kick Party, all of the Dark Order, and then he's going for his Buckshot Larry, but somebody pulls in uh, with the feature combo. Somebody pulls Kenny Omega outside the ring. Brody Lee ducks the Buckshot because he almost hit Kenny Omega. He hits him with the discus clothesline, and then he hits him with the pin. So uh, the Dark Order win this matchup. Yeah. And then he tells And also uh in the middle of the match, Hangman hey, hey FTR went to the back. Cause uh 
Warner was quote injured. So yeah, so that's gonna play some later. That is gonna play some later. So that uh, that was the match. You seem saying that you should have joined us. Uh, almost tell Page that he should have joined us, but he you know he definitely didn't. So we're, we're not going to see Adam Page in Dark Order. Do not give any star power to this group. Brody Lee's yeah. fine enough. Santana and Ortiz is up next to take on the uh, uh, to take on the best friends. The best friends, you know, arrived earlier in Trent's mom's car. Who gives a fuck? Uh, so the the, the match is all right. I'm not a fan of Best Friends. I, I never liked the Best Friends, even when they was in the Indies uh, uh, with Best Friends. They roll up Ortiz and they pick I think up the only thing, the only thing I ever really liked about both of them, like individually, is the awful waffle and the grenade. If anybody remembers the grenade from Shakara, those are the only two things I ever liked about Chuck Taylor. I remember the grenade. Trevoretta. First of all, you already know Jim Cornette was pissed about that grenade. Hey, the grenade was hilarious, man. I don't care what nobody said. It was hilarious, but you know he was pissed. He was pissed. Uh, but uh, they roll up Ortiz and they, they get the win. So that's another win. That's another loss for Santana and Ortiz. So they pissed. They go back to the car. They do what they should have did when they first brought the drone out. Take a sledgehammer and their loaded sock and start uh, busting out the windows. Spray paint all on the car. And uh, Chuck Taylor and uh, goes back there and says, Look, you made a liar out of me saying I would protect anything in his, 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 uh, his mom's van. I couldn't. And uh, Trent was saying, You can do anything you want to us, but you don't touch my mom's van. And I don't know if he said it said, said, it said not, but he was just like, um, I'm going to call her on speakerphone. Really? Yeah, like, I'm gonna I'm gonna call her on speakerphone and you're gonna apologize. That's what he said. I, I hate it. I don't like it anymore. It was I guess it was cute when he came and drove it, but I'm like, I don't need the mama's boy angle. That don't work. We've seen Shelton try to do it. <laughs> it don't work. Uh MJF with Warlow is at the MJ, MJF campaign uh headquarters. He's going around for his campaign against Moxley, he was asking, you know, uh, does this poster look uh, leveled? And did, w- where we at on the polls of him being 100% and Moxley be like minus 88? So, uh, you know, this, this is his campaign. Uh, Sign over to John Moxley, AEW's titles around my waist and all out. Uh, Matthew Hardy, uh, on a five-match registry, standing in the ring, uh, standing in the ring, He's talking about his decision to become Matt Hardy. I like he brought back the Stronger Than Death shirt. I like that that Matt Hardy. When he was doing yeah. the whole strong Stronger Than Death stuff. Yeah. So, uh, you know. He's one of his original characters. Yeah. He said Stronger Than Death, the unlikable one. He said, that's what I'm doing on screen. Off screen, I still want to give back. There's two guys in particular who remind me a lot of myself, my brother. They're private party. These two guys, if they need anything from me, I have their back. Well, you know, uh, still, he, he goes talking, he brings up Sammy Guevara. And he says, Sammy didn't take my advice. And as a matter of fact, the very first time I showed up in AEW ring, Sammy uh, stuck out and attacked me from behind. So I figured when he returned last week, what better way to welcome him than return the favor? Sammy, you gave me a... Uh, Protable middle finger to the face, so I no longer desire to help you. I desire to hurt you. 
So, uh, Sammy Vara does come out, and him and Matt Hardy start getting to a brawl. They uh, beat each other down. I mean, like, they really start beating each other down. Matt Hardy pulls out a table. And I'm like, what the fuck are we about to do now? And then, uh... And better went nothing to what happened. It wasn't that compared to what happened. It wasn't. And, uh... They, uh... Beat each other. Then he beats, uh... Matt Hardy on the table. And he's in the crowd. He takes an open chair. And he throws the open chair at Matt Hardy's head. Matt Hardy gets colored. And I mean, he is busted. And... But nobody really knows that because it's off camera. So Sam takes off his shirt, goes on top... And gives kind of like a rolling 450 splash. Because he didn't land mm-hmm. directly on his stomach. He landed on like on his shoulder. And he kept, he yeah, kept, yeah, like to the side. Yeah, yeah. so it was like a rolling 450 splash through the table. But then as you see, the, the table is soaked with blood. At least where his head was at. And like, yo, Matt Hardy was cut open for real. And mm-hmm. he got a lot of heat for that. And I wanted to know... And he had red hair as well already. yeah. I want to know your opinion about it. How you feel about the Sammy Guevara thing? Because he, he, he been say he's been getting a lot of heat backstage. Do you think it's well deserved or not? I mean, should he know better to throw a chair that's open? Yes. In the heat of it, who knows? You know. And he said he threw the wrong chair because you could tell that was not one of the fold up chairs they usually use. I think it's just a mistake. Why would Sammy Guevara is? Like, why would he injure somebody on purpose? Is what I'm trying to say, you know. No, but Sam, he doesn't remind me of one of those jerks that when they in the ring try to bully people because they are in the ring or whatever happens. He don't remind me of like a, you know, person that we don't that we don't talk about. Yeah, next time we're the end. But yeah, uh, just I feel like it's just a mistake. It's just a whatever. It's just a mistake. I mean, and I- uh. And you can just give him a receipt whenever they get in the ring again, so I don't think it really matters. Oh yeah, no, he he's expecting he's expecting a receipt. He's gonna oversell for Matt Hardy. But uh the thing is, it's just um I feel as though that people don't understand wrestling too much. And like Chris Jericho said, it was a happy accident. Because okay. there's a lot of those in wrestling. Remember he he brought up the time where he actually punched Shawn Michaels' wife. He wasn't supposed <laughs> to but you, you remember when he actually legit punched Shawn Michaels' wife? Hey, he was wife? supposed to hold it, but... And that jaw just says, Whoop! That jaw wasn't like held That's like the most misjudged punch I ever... Yeah, <laughs> I know. And she went down. He was like, oh, snap, I really hit that woman. But it. But then after everybody was all right, she was all right, he did a podcast backstage every day. It brought so much heat to the rivalry. Mm-hmm. Yep. So now that we, we got blood in the way Sam Govard did it... you. Matt Hardy's a p- p- professional and I'm pretty sure ain't like Sammy Guevara was gloating backstage he probably went to him and apologized like man I'm sorry Guy, he, he probably apologized when they went to commercial break he probably <laughs> did because you got Sammy been uh, suspended for a month you know what I'm saying and then like you, you get excited when you're in a big angle and you're coming back so you know it, it's, accidents happen so Tony Khan's not going to fire Sammy Guevara for that but I'm just saying but you know people may, may get heat by the but I'm pretty sure they're going to add it to the feud it's going to make a good matchup depending on whatever their next pay-per-view all out is going to be uh is that in August or September that is in 27 days as we are recording this oh wow so they're probably going to have Matt Hardy versus Sammy Guevara in some kind of matchup at all out yeah pretty much so that should be pretty some good. kind of some kind of 
feel like some some kind of special match. Yeah, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a special match, all right, because he'll get his receipt. Uh, we we got uh the Dark Order sucks going up against Cody and Matt Cardin, aka Zack Ryder. Make it you know. Uh-huh. So one, just, 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 this is just. No, this ain't me, but like, how sorry do you have to be to not be one of the Dark Order members to be in a twelve-man tag team match? You suck. <laughs> you cast to. You 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 completely like, suck. Uh, we don't want Adam. We don't want uh John Silver and Adam. Whatever we want to. You know what? Nine and ten. You guys come with me. It's like, oh my god. Yeah. Ah. Yeah, they. Yeah. Yeah. Just trash. They, yeah, they're, they're trash and then, but you, you you know underneath those masks, that's Alex Reynolds and uh, the other guy from I, I know from the indie West. I forgot his name. The little short. Oh, yeah, guy. Alex Reynolds and, and Silver. Yeah. And so yeah. So. It's, which makes no sense why they put the mask on if you know who they are. Exactly. So, but and they're not even hiding who they are. It's not like a you're not supposed to know. It's like, yeah, we we know who they are. That's weird. Yeah. Uh, Tony Schiavone says Colden looks great. I'm like, he looked great as Zack Ryder too. I was like, he just had a, he had a great body. Zack Ryder's always had. Well, well, it's the last half. Yes, this is, I think what he meant. Okay. Because, you know, the first couple of years, he was just, he had a, of course he was ripped and all, but he wasn't, like, bulky ripped. He was just yeah. kind of skinny ripped. Yeah, you right. And then, after he grew that beard, and after he, he had his run with the uh, Kurt Hawkins and the titles, then that's when he, like, bulked up. Yeah, that's what, I, that's what I could agree with on that one. So, with that being said, uh, he hits a couple, he gets, uh, uh right, excuse me, the radio silence for the finisher, and they make their way backstage. But Scorpio Sky comes out and it get, gives the the look to Cody like I want a shot at that championship. So we're gonna get that next week of Cody versus Scorpio Sky for the for the TNT Championship. That should be a good matchup. Uh, yeah, it's time for the AEW Super Wednesday debate, and the moderator, special guest moderator, is. I'm back, and I'm what better than ever. Say what? What if they would have had a song similar to that? That'd be kind of cool. Like I'm back, dun, 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 <laughs> something like that. <laughs> oh, that would have sucked. <laughs> but no, uh, Eric Bischoff is back, and he's being the moderator. And uh, uh, <laughs> I just seen the one of the funniest memes. It's about Chris Jericho performing at Fozzie. I mean, performing with Fozzie. Yeah. Uh, and I, it's a caption that says, the only one that's social, social distancing at Fozzie concert is Chris Jericho's hairline. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. That is actually... Pretty funny. Oh, man. That's pretty funny. Yes, it is. Yeah, so, uh, the demo guy, Chris Jericho, still La Champion. Uh... You know, is there with Orange Cassidy, and uh, this is you know talk about. He, it, it, I like how they were carrying out the seven thousand dollar suit jacket, with mm-hmm. still with the orange juice stains on there. Oh, uh, he had a business suit on, and Cassidy still had his jeans and stuff on like that. 
And they said, this is why I despise you, Cassidy. You take nothing seriously. People will laugh at you behind your back. You do nothing more than uh, flash in the pants at Jericho. So, um, but he didn't, he didn't really say anything. So, uh, the debate was actually pretty fun. Jericho is being Jericho. There was a question that Bishop asked about the global warming situation. Jericho said, this had nothing to do with what the situation at hand is. And Orange Cassidy, uh, gave a actual uh, great legit answer. Answer. Legit yes. answer about it and the way he was talking very, you know, calm and slowly. The, even the wrestlers that's playing as the crowd erupted when he did that. Yeah. He was like, oh, and, he loves it. <laughs> yeah, yes. so, you know, it, 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 was, it was really great. It was really great because, uh, but then, uh, you know, because Jericho was mad, he was cursing him out. He said he he uh he wants the $7,000. He said, uh, but Chris, shut up. He said, you know, you scheduled a debate against a guy that doesn't talk. You're trying to embarrass me in front of those, but I'm not embarrassed, Chris. I don't care about you, but I, but, but I do care about next week. I care about the match. It's the biggest match of my life. Also, the biggest match of your life. He said, do, uh, because you've done it all, but can you imagine if Chris Jericho loses to the guy that puts his hands in his pockets? That's what Arch Cassie said. He moved the sunglasses. He said, look into my eyes. He's being serious. I want you to look into my eyes. I'm going to be the man that's going to embarrass you next week. And that's the man that's going to beat you. And then Mr. Bischoff gave him uh, the win in the debate. He said, that global warming thing got me. And I was just <laughs> like, yeah, shit. Like, y'all just listen to it? Um, <laughs> Like, seriously, like, government, like. <laughs> exactly. And then he was just like. He, he said, "Who do you think you are? You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna come over there. And I should beat your ass right now. Get him, Jake." And then uh, Jake and uh, Jake Hager goes over there, beats up Orange Cassidy, and then he uh, they beat him though. They put his hands in his pocket, and give him the juice effect. So uh, he's out cold. You and then the best friends run out and to come save him because you know this is what's going. He's going to win next week. Yeah, he's going to win. And I had that blow off match at uh, all out. All out. Yep. So we have Tony Schiavone at ringside to interview Dr. Britt Baker, who got her Jordan jersey Skivon. on. Tell you what? Tony Skivone. Skivone, yeah. Uh, due to her injuries. And today she says that um, uh, Britt Delay, which she meant, she said she's going to wrestle Big Swole, but Big Swole had to go through Britt's choosing. So she said, everybody's died to pick, uh, know my opponent, and she picked Reba, uh, Reba to go in there. Now, Reba, we know, is a trained wrestler. And we know this. We know this, but they're trying to sell to the crowd that she's not. She goes in there. I don't, I don't, for one, I'm that doesn't make sense on two occasions. I'm listening. The, the, first, the first occasion that don't make sense on is we know she can wrestle. And most of the fans are not casual fans. So to the casual fans, you just think she's beating this old lady up. And. Not old lady, but she just beating this lady up. And to the fans, you're like, why isn't she wrestling? But then, on the other subject, if Brett Baker says you have to beat this person to fight me, why not give her, like, Nyla Rose or somebody who can actually, you know, fight so she don't have to fight uh, Big Swole? <sighs> that I don't know. I yeah, don't know. It doesn't make sense on two occasions. But, but even on my thing, it's to the point where well, when people say they can't wrestle, but the way they take moves, I'm like, you're clearly a wrestler. So, uh, she tries to go to the top rope. Reba tries to go to the top rope, gets scared, goes to the second rope, does a moonsault. Pretty moonsault. She could just hit it from the top rope. 
And uh, Big Swole hits the. Uh, huh? I was gonna say something smart, but I'll wait. And Big Swole hits the dirty dancing uh, forearm for the win and pins the win. So it's going to be Big Swole at, versus Britt Baker at All Out. Yep. Uh, we have uh, time for the main event. Darby Allen comes out with a staple picture of Moxie on his face with the eye hole out. And Moxie comes out for this is for the AEW World Championship. So this is actually a good match. But we've seen what happened last time Darby Allen went up against John Moxley. It wasn't that good. They didn't go for that move again. Uh, they, they didn't because it almost broke their man's neck. But, uh, so, and then uh, Moxley gets busted open somehow. I don't know how he does. But then Darby hits the, the, uh, the coffin drop from the top, and Moxley kicks out. So, he he's trying everything he can. Moxley finally gets him into a sleeper hole, squeezes the life. Out of Darby, I was like, "Why not just keep him squeezed out so he could pass out?" But no, he turns into a uh, like a neutralizer style pile driver, and then he kicks out. And I'm like, "You should just choke him out." But okay, uh, but then he finally hits the paradigm shift onto uh, Darby Allen and picks up the win. But he has a lot of respect for Darby uh, Darby Allen as he you know hugs him. At the end of the matchup, because uh, he definitely uh, gave it his all in this matchup. I thought this matchup was better than their first matchup that they did. Oh, mm-hmm. actually, I don't know. They were both good. I like the first matchup just because Darby almost died. It, yeah. it, it made the match feel better, feel more important. And then. Uh, it made it feel more like a finish, I guess you could say. Oh, see, that's what I missed. Okay, I missed when Warlow and MJF came down. That's probably how he started bleeding. Probably. Yeah, I, I, the, oh, I don't wait, remember. Wait, wait. I don't remember. We got hit from the bell, so that, that's that's what I missed. Okay, that that makes sense. Like, cause why is he he bleeding? But now that makes sense. But that was AEW. So who won for the week? NXT or AEW? I don't know. I, I, uh, I this is actually difficult. Not that both shows are outstandingly great or outstandingly bad. It just this week is just actually kind of difficult. Hmm. Ooh. I don't know. I can't pick. You gonna have to give me an answer. <laughs> All right. Well, let's see. AEW had Matt Hardy almost die. So the Adam Cole. NXT had Adam Cole get a punt kick the right way. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna say AEW this week. Because mm. NXT, for me, Adam Cole, like, when it comes to, like, rewatching or highlights or anything, Adam Cole and Pat McAfee is something that was, that was of note. And maybe Dakota and, and uh, Rhea was of note. Anything other than that, I can't really remember. Like, like well, Keith Lee and... Uh, huh? Yeah, well, Damian Priest winning Keith Lee, you know, it, it's it's all right, but... Yeah, I, I, I told you, Daniel, I told you, you was like... Who's who's gonna be in the uh, triple threat match with Damian Priest? I was like, whoever he's in a match with, he's gonna win regardless. Yeah, could have been in there with John Cena and, <laughs> and uh, Stone Cold, and he would have won. Okay, so yeah. <laughs> so I'm picking AEW two because oh, I, I enjoyed the Darby Allen Moxie match was great. 
I enjoyed the Brit Breaker stuff with the Georgia. I, 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 Brit Breaker's a hill is great now. The presidential debate with Jericho and Cassie stole the show from me. Bringing back Eric Bischoff in the right format, which he actually fitted in. So, you know, everything wasn't... Well, I thought the 12-man match was going to be too cluttered, but it ended up working out. If they do 14-man, I ain't watching it. But uh, I thought... I thought man That was good. But that was... uh. AEW and actually the Wednesday Night War for this week. So I hope you guys enjoy. Post down in the comments down below which ones you guys thought won the matchup. And uh, that's it for us for this weekend uh, for the Wrestling Podcast. So that was, that was a pretty sweet show. We had a lot of topics, but we kind of breezed through them uh, pretty much. So I'm a little I'm a little bummed that we didn't get much to say about Mario Gennetti though. But uh, number eight. If you wait long enough, I'm pretty sure you wake up in the morning. You gonna hear something else? Probably are. But make sure you guys check out Space. You know, he like to wait. He like to wait till Mondays. He, he, you know, he do. So, uh, make sure you guys check out SpacesFilly.com. Production company we're a part of. Check out the shows they have on there: Lulu and Pop, Lulu and Pop Horror Show, Both Sides, and uh, the Market Dark Show. Check out what we have on there for Nerd Coalition as well, and the, the No Gimmick Scene Wrestling Podcast, Nerd Gas with Talk Podcast, Turntables, Hip Hop Culture, and Beyond, and Drunk Thoughts, Sober Tongues. So all great content on there. You can find us on all the podcast apps such as Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Spreaker, and also you can find us on YouTube Premium. Make sure you check out the, the real nerdcoalition.com to get your Nerd Coalition merch, your Nerd Coalition shirts, the uh, NC with the Lightning Bolt Shazam logo. You also get the Classic NC logo. Make sure you also get uh, the No Gimmicks Need of Wrestling t-shirt as well. I'm going to play. I'll give you one of them t-shirts. And we try to have new t-shirts on the way. Make sure you guys check out the War Drum, Q-Flow's uh, album that he has on there. Check out the Prime Nostalgia Podcast as well. As he uh, uh, did the all that uh, Zoom call. So he will be doing a lot of that. And uh, we, we got some more surprises coming up to you for you guys on the Nerd Coalition Studios and Nerd Coalition Level Up. So stay tuned for all that stuff. So once again, guys, this is this is us for the podcast. Thank you for staying with us this long. And once again, this is NC and Place to Be Chosen Number Staying D. And not Deion Sands for primetime. All right, y'all. Uh, and Q for <laughs> hey, wherever you're at, take us out. to your ears welcome to the show we don't need any gimmicks you already know so sit back relax and hit the like button go and share with your friends and keep the likes coming swag on trivia and prompts top five either way it's fun and you're hearing it live join with your host mr a and e yeah you know it's the place to be it's nc Imagine your new bathroom, a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels.